Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the JC and Bill Sportscast. Happy New Year! Very belated New Year, as we're 10 days into the new year. <laughs> and what a new year it is to start with. Our time we had ourselves perfect. an excellent game yesterday. It was football Saturday, football Sunday, and I called it Justin Hebert like a cheap suit in Vegas. Pulled it out of the spotlight. Bye-bye, Chargers. Yep. Well, we do have a special guest with us because this is an all-football episode. As all we're going to talk about is football. So to help us join, or to help us with this episode, he is the host of the DK and Bill Wrestling Podcast, the co-host of the DK and Hawk Podcast, Let's welcome in DK. Whoa, that's quite the introduction. I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, I mean, last time, you know, you were just, well, let's welcome in DK. Ever since you were on, you've had, you know, you and JC getting together and you and I getting together and, you know, you're starting to become a hit. Yeah, well, I got to actually thank the two of you guys for kind of getting me into this game, especially with um, when we had the pandemic there. When uh, we had some free time on our hands, it was a nice way to pass the time. So now it's becoming more of a more of a hobby, mm-hmm. a hobby for for me and you and and me and uh, me and JC or the Hawk, depending on uh, what show we're on. Definitely, uh, definitely looking forward to this show. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun, but before we start, we have a challenge on on pace this year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Canada, we're coming for you. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I gotta take credit for this, Bill, because I said to JC on the phone last night, I was like. When we start this show, you got to have some old Canada plan. And he said, "I got you covered, brother." I never, you know, that, that I never minded old Canada. So, oh, it's a beautiful book. Doesn't bother me. <laughs> although, although one of my friends was like, "You should have played Real American, Bill," and I'm like, "I said, and I was like, yes, he should have, but you know, you're not allowed to play that." Yeah, I know. So, well, and I cause, said, because JC already like, claimed it. Exactly. We've all, if if you haven't seen it, and you're not friends with with the Bezerhawk on Facebook, I, I challenge you to add him as a friend and then find the video of where his wife <laughs> is helping him coming up the stairs, ripping off his shirt. <laughs> it's it's the most horrendous and glorious thing I've ever witnessed in my life. If 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 we win, if I win, I I. I think I might have to tear a shirt. Oh, beautiful. Do a video for yep. that. <laughs> I think the almost like the winner of this to receive your Amazon card, there must be some kind of challenge that you must do. <laughs> like just just getting a perfect bracket or winning this thing, like come on, there's gotta be something. Well, Real man shirt ripping? <laughs> I'm, I'm in on that. <laughs> it takes me back to the Super Bowl when Seattle Seattle won. We're ripping shirts. My my son is one years old at the time. He starts dipping Skittles in salsa. And me and me and the hawk look at each other. We're like, "Hell, if he likes it, we're gonna do it too." <laughs> so we started. We're drinking. We're having a good time. And we're dipping Skittles and salsa after the Seahawks destroyed the Broncos. But that's a, that was a good day. Well, I'll oh, go ahead. <laughs> that was an excellent day. Yeah. <laughs> Ripping yeah. shirts until... That was one of your best days, I'd say. Yeah, until Dan's wife comes down and says, are you guys done? <laughs> okay. I still got more shirts in the garage, so, you know. <laughs> Did you see these Molson Canadian t-shirts in beer 
suitcases and they never fit properly. So I just kept them in the packaging. And I think me and me and the Hawk went through about 75 of these things. Oh, jeez. Uh, Randy was still finding shirts like three weeks later. Oh, yeah. They're being <laughs> ripped. Like, what is this? <laughs> All good, though, right? All good. Good yep. time. So, um, we do have a lot to get to. We're going to cover the playoffs. Everything is said. Uh, and we're also going to preview tonight's national championship game between Georgia and Alabama. But before we get to that, uh, today is Monday. It is the day after the end of the regular season, which means it is Black Monday in the NFL. And three coaches have been fired today, adding along to the Denver Broncos coach who was fired on Sunday, four coaches are out of a job. Yeah, and you know what? And Flores won't be long. I think he's going to the Bears. Yeah. Um, so the so the folks that were fired, uh, Vic Fangio from the Broncos, uh, Mike Zimmer from the Vikings, Matt Nagy from the Bears, which I think we all were kind of like, please just do it. And the most surprising one... Brian Flores from the Dolphins. Yeah, that is surprising. Um, I apologize, I wasn't prepared for. Uh, I didn't realize there was three coaches like go today. So Brian Flores out, and there's the rumors him going to Chicago. Is that what you guys are saying? Yep. And I don't see Mike Zimmer lasting long on the open market. Right. Um, and I, I just read a report that Dan Quinn has been asked to interview for Denver. <clears throat> so um, I don't know if that would be a good good fit for them. As um, I, I didn't really think Dan Quinn was the greatest head coach when he went to Atlanta. Right. Super Bowl appearance. But in the long run, I, I wasn't too impressed with it. But, um, yeah, those are some uh, decent names. I, I'm kind of surprised about Mike Zimmer and Flores. Matt Nagy should have been fired last year. Exactly. <laughs> I guess they were giving him that opportunity um, when they trade up to get the field. But it just, I don't know, it just didn't work. And I, I feel like sometimes uh, disciples of excellent head coaches Mm-hmm. Get get those opportunities, and like Andy Reid has no assistants that are in the NFL and yeah. coaching ring right now. So, and then sometimes it just doesn't work. Like Doug, Doug Peterson was an assistant of his. It worked for a couple of years in Philly, but then it fell off. Right. And um, yeah, and then um, the last day we were just talking about uh, Matt Nagy was also an assistant. Yeah. No. My question is, where's Urban Meyer going? I don't think Fox would have bring him back. To be honest, man. Yeah, if he if he went back as an as an analyst for college football, I'd be fine. Yeah, he don't kicked. get him. Just don't get him near an NFL team. <laughs> he kicked yeah. a kicker. What? When I read that, I was like, no way, that can't be true. <laughs> Too good. Well, I mean, he didn't need a kicker in college, so. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And he comes around, like, with Urban Meyer, he's, I think he's kind of a bully. And it didn't work in the NFL because these NFL veterans are going to put up with that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so, I think the hot topic would be, where's Jim Harbaugh going? <sighs> yeah, that's... That's I, the name. I don't see why he wouldn't stay in Michigan. Like they're bringing back a pretty good class. They made it to the college football playoff. Like I knew they were going to smoke. Just because the way the the playoff was set up, like I I honestly think the committee. Like we'll we'll talk about this when we get into the playoff preview mm-hmm. here. But um, I think the committee set it up to have the rematch. Oh God, yeah. Because I think if. 
they would have done it properly. Georgia losing to Alabama should have knocked them to four. I think. And I think it should have been Cincinnati, Michigan. Right. If you're if you're actually legitimately ranking it based on how the season went. But you look at it and I think the committee knew that Georgia and Alabama were the two best teams in the long run. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want them to face off against each other in the first round. Yeah. Because, like, I think Michigan could have beat Cincinnati. Like, it could have, would have been an interesting game, I think. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I just think Alabama or Georgia is just too strong for those two other teams. I I, I think with Jim Hall. We, we were chatting about it there when you, you were, uh, you, you thought Cincinnati was going to win the game. Hey, they didn't get blown out. <laughs> they didn't get blown out like Michigan did. 27-6 is, is a, the closest score. Yeah, but it's not a blowout. Well, I don't in college, know. that's in college, that's a close game. It is. <laughs> in college, okay. It's still three possessions. <laughs> Come on, man. Get, give me some credit here. But hey, if Cincinnati had a fifth quarter, quarter to play, they would have beat Alabama. But, oh, sure. But back to the Jim Harbaugh question. Um, I think it's too, like, because I think it's proven he is an NFL coach with what he did with San Francisco. I, I, totally. I think. It's just he got so close this year with Michigan. Yeah. One game away from going for the national title. I think he's going to stay and he's not going to leave until he has finished the job of winning a national championship because he beat Ohio state. They won the big 10 and a a lot of their players are coming back next year. I wouldn't be surprised if come July and August, when they do the preseason rankings, I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan is ranked number one. Well, yeah, I don't know. It, well, we'd have to take a look at like the whole landscape. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a long way away, but yeah. Um, my my thinking on Harbaugh is um, he did what he set out to do, and that was to win the Big Ten and to beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I think once they got to the playoff, it was kind of like like don't get me wrong, they wanted to win. Yeah, but I, I think the big goal of his when he got to Michigan was to beat Ohio State, and that's what you're supposed to do when you're a Michigan head coach. Pretty much. Right? But now he did fail, what, four times previous to beat Ohio State. I think it was like eight. Like, in baseball, that's not a very good batting average. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) That is a beautiful analogy. Yeah. Harbaugh would be hitting nine. That's right. 70 something <laughs> yeah it's not good and and honestly I think like the setting of the game this year being in the snow bad weather Michigan's running game any other year I think Ohio State probably wins that game it's just it's just uh, I think everything kind of fell in place yeah, with the way Michigan plays, their their pass rush, which uh, Aiden Hutchinson is probably going to be second overall pick. I know, I know. That's I, I would probably take him first. Yeah, he's basically the Nick Bosa clone. If you haven't watched Michigan, Nick Bosa, T.J. Watt, they're very similar players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. Detroit's probably going to go after him. If uh, if Thibodeau goes to Jacksonville, but yeah, I guess we'll see what happens there. But mm-hmm. yeah, but with your question with Harbaugh, like there's only been a couple coaches that have done well in both, and um, Pete Carroll's one of them. Yeah. Um, 
and then Harbaugh. Like, I can't, you can't think of too many coaches that did really good in college and really good in NFL. Yeah. Like Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Um, even even Cliff Kingsbury, he he was a 500 head coach in college. He ended up just getting a job in Arizona. I don't like it was kind of weird how he how he got the job, but he's been doing okay. Mm-hmm. And we'll be just, talking about them in a in a in a couple of minutes. Yeah, totally. So, where are we going with the show? Are we going to talk college football first, or do you want to start with the NFL? Well, since we're on college, we might as well preview the game tonight that's coming up. Yeah. Sure. Um. So it is. The rematch, Georgia and Alabama. As of this recording, Georgia is a two and a half point favorite. I'm not surprised that it's a small spread. I'm just kind of surprised at who's favored. Because I would have figured Alabama would have been favored considering what happened in the previous game. Um, I was talking with my dad on the ride home from work and the talking heads, as we call them, the analysts and all that. They're basically saying it is a foregone conclusion. Alabama is going to win this game, but Alabama's missing some key players and they lost one in the SEC championship game in that wide receiver. And yeah, Yes, I know, you know, I said that, you know, the Alabama win wasn't a blowout. They were only able to score 27 points. If they had that wide receiver there, I think they could have easily have scored 40, maybe 50. Yeah. With Georgia, on the other hand, they, like, that defense is beyond scary. It's like... They've had like two or three shutouts the entire season. Alabama's the only team that has scored like 30 plus points against them all year. And George is off. Their average um, before the SEC championship game was 6.3 points a game. Yeah. And then it, it. went all the way up to nine after Alabama put 41 on them. I think it was 41. Yeah, um, only a yeah, because one team that's been able to do anything. I, th- I think Alabama's missing some offensive linemen as well as uh, John Mechie, mm-hmm. the receiver you were talking about. But with Alabama, there's a, it's, they, they got five-star guys waiting. Yeah. So I don't worry too much about injuries or COVID problems with position on Alabama. Um, the two and a half points is a little surprising. I kind of thought it would be Alabama maybe by four and a half. Right. Um, so I think they're kind of reading into maybe those injuries. Um, I'm all in on Alabama money line tonight feel like that's the that's the bet that everybody should be making mm-hmm. it's uh it's paying a, a 220 right now here in canada i'm not sure what the odds are in the states but i believe the point spread is still uh, plus 2.5 yeah um it was that last night i checked this morning it's, it's still plus 2.5 so that's definitely what i'm doing that's definitely what I did. I won some money on the Raiders last night, so we're going to hopefully parlay that into something good going into the NFL playoffs. Uh, let's see. Alabama, the two-and-a-half-point underdog, minus 105 on the spread, uh, plus 115 on the money line. Yeah. And minus one ten on the over under, which is fifty two and a half. Yeah, I think I would lean the under on this yeah. one. If you're just doing over under, right? If you're you're picking Georgia, definitely under because they they can't get into a shootout. Not with the the team they have with Alabama and and win this game. So if you're if you're with Georgia, Georgia and under, if you're with Alabama, I would go. I would still do the under. 
Okay, so you're going Alabama for the win. Yeah. I'm I'm most confident on Alabama money line. That's mm-hmm. with, with straight up. If you want to do the plus 2.5, then if they lose by two or one, then you'd still win. But I, I, I'm i all in on Alabama tonight. Nice. And I'm an LSU Tiger fan. So I'm not <laughs> right. a, I'm a player, trust me. But I've seen it before. Nick Saban, he just keeps adding to his resume. And he's going to do it again tonight. I think this will be his eighth national championship. Mm-hmm. One with uh, LSU and then seven with Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. All right, JC, Crazy. how are you thinking on this one? Well, first of all, I'd like to just announce that JC has destroyed his co-host, DK, in both fantasy basketball and hockey this week. <laughs> so oh, I, uh, I thought this was a football show. I am riding with Georgia tonight. I think it's tough to beat a team twice, especially a team that talented. They got exposed. They fixed it. They've had more time off to get things done. And I think it's, I think Georgia, and I don't even think it's close. Ooh. Oh, Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I'll be honest. I could flip a coin, and whatever it would have landed on, that probably would have been my pick, because these two teams are real good. Yeah. But I think the difference is going to be with this game is. George is more motivated this time than they were the first time because somebody said this a few weeks ago and I don't remember who it was, but I kind of agree with him. Georgia in the previous game, I think they were being conservative in the fact that they knew they were going to be in the playoff no matter what happened. Mm-hmm. And maybe they were being a little more, you know, doing more prevent defense than they probably would have. And we're like, why should we risk, you know, getting our players hurt when we know we're already in? Mm-hmm. I think with the addition to the fact that they know these guys beat us before. I think George is going to win this one. And I think it's going to be, I I think it's going to be a one possession game. I'll say that. I'm not, if I had to pick a number, I'd say five points, but it's going to be a one possession game. And Georgia will find a way to beat Alabama. Okay, so you guys are both in Georgia, basically both, um, like if you're gambling, you would take them with the spread. Yeah. JC says, going away, you say five points, so minus two and a half. With, uh, Easy money, easy pickings. And and I'll say this, because I said it before, at the time, this was before the conference title game. I had said that this Georgia team might be the greatest college football team I've ever seen. No matter what happens, they still would be in my top five of the greatest college football teams I've ever seen. Because the way they've dominated everybody, you know, up until Alabama. I I agree with you defensively. It's just amazing. But we'll see what happens. I think the greatest college football team of all time was the 2019 LSU Tigers. That was a really good team, yeah. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Like, it was the greatest offense, for sure, ever. I think Joe Burrow had, like, 6,000 yards or something. It was ridiculous. <laughs> They stomped everybody. The playoff was they they uh, gave Trevor Lawrence's like 
many uh, that he made up for this year? Oh, 13 boy. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big win yesterday, though. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I mean, Jacksonville um, messing up pretty much everything that people had on the AFC side of the playoff picture. Oh, yeah. I had to redo the bracket a few times yesterday. I'm like, okay. And it wasn't even close. That game wasn't even close. No. And then, meanwhile, you had Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And I, and I caught the overtime. And Pittsburgh just would not be denied. They just would not be stopped. And then... You know, you have in the back of your head, okay, well, if that Sunday night game doesn't end in a tie, they're in. And then oh, when man. you and then when you watch the game and Herbert does that two minute drive, nineteen plays, to get it to overtime, if you're a Pittsburgh fan, you're like, We're screwed. There's no way we're gonna get in the playoffs. And I honestly thought they would have been, honestly, but they took the time out. The Chargers took their time out. Right. But I honestly thought, okay, if this game goes to overtime, neither one of them is going to want to win. You're basically in with a tie. Yeah. My my thinking was the Raiders um, had a little bit more motivation because now, now they end up going to Cincinnati instead of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Now... You, you never want to overlook a team or underlook a team or however you right. say it. Um, but I think that's got to be in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the Rangers have a pretty decent chance to go to Cincinnati and win. That's the team that hasn't won a playoff game in however long it's been. Well, If you win the franchise jinxes and different things like that. They said last night the Raiders are the first team in 60 years to have yeah. fired their coach during the season and make the playoffs. Yeah, well, you see, that's one of those weird stats where, like, usually when you fire your coach, it's because he's underperforming, not because there's some scandal. Right. This is an exception so, to the rule. Yeah, so, like, like, I heard that, and I went, yeah, okay. Like, we know why... John Gruden was fired. It wasn't because the Raiders weren't doing well. Some other issues that were going on. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, that is an interesting fact. But I, I think like John Gruden would still be the head coach of the Raiders if that hadn't happened. Okay, let me ask you this: If that entire situation had not happened, would the Raiders be in the playoffs today? I don't think so. I think they rallied. And a lot of things had to happen. Like, if the Cleveland Browns don't get COVID, they're not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. In that Saturday game. Yeah. Where they had nobody that could uh, play when they moved it to, like, Tuesday or Monday, Monday afternoon or mm-hmm. something. Um, they go, they win an overtime game against Indy. Indy <laughs> had two... Indy had two win-in-your-end games and lost both. And this was a couple days after John Madden died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I hear John Madden's widow and family are going to be there to light the torch. I'm like, the Chargers don't have a chance. Like, everything is just aligning here for the Raiders yesterday. Yeah. And the last week. <clears throat> Okay, well, um, the playoffs, as we all know, they're all set. Um, Let's go over the teams that have the first round bye. Tennessee is the one seed in the AFC. They have the first round bye. Green Bay is the one seed in the NFC. They have the first round bye. So... Uh, we'll go from AFC to NFC, and then we'll work our way. AFC, the 4-5 match, 
as DK mentioned, the Las Vegas Raiders travel to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. The 3-6 game, the Buffalo Bills host the New England Patriots. And the 2-7 game, the Kansas City Chiefs host the Pittsburgh Steelers. On the NFC side, the 4-5 game, the LA Rams host the Arizona Cardinals. The 3-6 game, the Dallas Cowboys host the San Francisco 49ers. And the 2-7 game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers host the Philadelphia Eagles. Anything popping out? So where do you start? <laughs> like, this is going to be a like, this is going to be a great playoff, I think. There's some good, uh, like, it, any team can win out of all these matchups on the NFC side. Sure. Um, you want to just kind of start at the first game, like chronologically, and just go through it and make our predictions? Is that how you want to do this? Um, what do you think, JC? Yeah, we can start right from the start. We can go, uh, we'll start on the AFC side. Let's go two versus seven. Okay. So that would be Chiefs. the Chiefs and the Steelers. That is Steelers. a Sunday night game. Yeah. Uh, who, who wants to take this one first? Well, I, I can go ahead if, if you guys are okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the first game, Chiefs destroyed them. I think it was 33-3. Um, I, I kind of see the Chiefs dominating this one. They're, they open up at a 13-point spread. I kind of see it going that way. Mm-hmm. I... I don't think the Chiefs will have a hard time scoring on this Pittsburgh uh, defense. Their their rush D is last in the NFL, so they'll probably bring a lot of different running backs into this game. I'm not sure the health status of Hilaire in this one. If he'll be able to play, but if he is, then yeah, I, I see the Chiefs uh, taking care of business here at home uh, pretty easily. Okay. Uh, JC? Yeah, I'll look in the Steelers had a lot go right yesterday to squeak in and I just it's Chiefs are going to win this game I think they're they're at home the, fa- the fans are going to be ch- charged up and I just I can't even see the Steelers being it's the one team I don't think or the one game that I don't think will be competitive enough for us to watch and it's a Sunday night game so yeah I think you know. Pittsburgh spent so much energy these last couple weeks to get to this position. And yes, they do have a week, but I think they're not going to be completely recovered. I think the Chiefs are going to win. The Chiefs, you know, were a lot of people's picks to get to the Super Bowl. I know they were mine when we did our preview show back in September. Uh, I say the Chiefs win. And we don't know the status of Najee Harris. I know he, he was out for a while. He came back. Mm-hmm. You know, you play on adrenaline, and we'll see what the report is this week. But even if he's – I mean, he's he needs to be 100% to even give the Steelers a chance. If he's not anything close, like I said, I don't think, it, I don't think it's a close game. Right. You're going to be running on Big Ben. So we're all on the uh, Chiefs here. So yeah. that's pretty much a guaranteed Steeler win right there. <laughs> pretty much. Um, uh, I think Ben Roethlisberger has been retired for the last three weeks, and now his his uh, career has been extended. <laughs> like, are, are we going to have like a Ray Lewis type send off here, or is he just going to get smoked and method for Ben? I, I wouldn't be surprised if either happened. I wouldn't be surprised either. If they get through the Chiefs and then they go, and then they got to go to Tennessee, a team they already beat, and then they you know, one game. AFC title game, like I can definitely see it happening. Yeah, but I will see him getting destroyed on Sunday night and going off in the sunset. Yep. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for sure. All right. Uh, on this. Then let's go to the three six, which is the Bills and the Patriots, and you know what? I'll take this one to start. Uh, this is the third time these guys are meeting. New England beat Buffalo in Buffalo on a Monday night. 
Buffalo beat New England in New England. So this is the rubber match between the two teams. It's this one, I think, is one of the tougher games to pick for this week, considering they've played each other. They've each won one. This is the rubber game. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills only because that team has more experience in the playoffs than New England does. Mac Jones has been a terrific story for New England, for the, you know, for the AFC East. And I see New England getting back in the playoffs a lot with Jones as the quarterback. But I think Buffalo is going to be too much this time around. The Bills are going to win this one. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on this one. Um, yeah, like the first, the, the win the Patriots had over them, it was a crazy wind game. I think they threw the ball three times. Yeah. Um, I, I give that more to coaching and elements. Reason why they won. Mm-hmm. Um, my preseason uh, Super Bowl winner was the Bills. Now that will change here as we get going. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Bills here. I just think they have the more talented team. And I'm with you with Mac Jones. He's been – I was down on him when we did our draft shows. And he's definitely impressed me. Um, maybe maybe should have been that pick the 49ers took instead of Trey Lance. But I guess we'll see in the future. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm on the Bills. I think the Bills can win uh, this game by about seven points. I'm not sure what the spread is yet. All right. JC? Well, you know, I did buy some uh, shares in tables this year. <laughs> because I know Bill's Mafia is going to be busting tables after they completely and utterly destroyed the New England Patriots. Yeah, it's been a good story, but they kind of fell in hard times. They lost to the Bills. They lost to the Dolphins. And you know what? I just I think they just ran out of lockout chances. Bill will do what he needs to do, but the real Bill and the Bills from Buffalo winning that game. All right, so all three of us have Buffalo winning, which means the Patriots will advance. Yep. Um, <laughs> the AFC Championship game. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> You're uh, just screwing all these really good teams this year, and i got to apologize. <laughs> from Holmes and, and uh, Josh Allen, they'll be golfing early. No. All right. Now to the four or five game, the Bengals and the Raiders and JC. I'm going to let you start this one. All right. Well, we do have a lot of Bengal fans in our group. We do. Surprisingly. They've been through a lot. Yeah, I know. And, and you know what? The pain that they've gone through year after year after year, you know, and then perfect hits Brown where they could have won that playoff game and year after year with the red rifle, with everybody going on. But this year, they got the offense. They got the defense. The Raiders are coming in. I think they were running on a high. You know, they got lucky to beat the Chargers. They won some games, close games, that maybe they shouldn't have won. But, hey, you know what? I'm taking the Bengals. I think Burroughs, Chase, Mixon, that defense is just they're just too much for the Raiders. And, I mean, I don't know. Derek Carr is just another one of them quarterbacks from the AFC West that just seems to – Alter under pressure, so I'm going Bengals. All right, I'm going to go next. This one is the toughest one to pick, I think, of the entire week. Because, first off, it's the Bengals. Let's just say that right off the bat. Yeah, it's the Bengals. It's the Bengals. <laughs> but... With the Raiders, the way they've managed to come back the last few weeks, get in the playoffs, they are riding a bit of momentum right now where Cincinnati played a game yesterday where there was nothing on the line, really. Vegas was playing for everything, both in a literal and figurative sense, since they are the Vegas Raiders. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know what? I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to do it. The Raiders are going to beat the Bengals. 
Ooh. <laughs> well, and we have our first split decision. We have a split, and um, I think uh, I think Canada is going to prevail. I got the Bengals, and I got the Bengals by twenty-eight points. Wow! <laughs> I think this is going to be close. I think Jamar Chase might out for the Bengals, uh, for the Raiders. And I think that extra week off for uh, for some of the some of the Bengal players is not going to hurt them. I think I think the time will will help. And uh, yeah, I think the Bengals cruise here. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would like to see the Bengals win. They haven't won a playoff game in thirty years, but there's something about these Raiders telling me something. And the and the legend of Joel Madden. John Madden may just help help the Raiders pro- propel through, but I can't see it. Never know. Offensively, they are gifted. The Bengals. Okay. Uh, NFC side, we'll start with Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. And DK, since you started the last one, we'll let you start this one. All right. Um. Well, I think Philadelphia's biggest strength is their rushing off attack. Since they started running the ball, they're number one in the league. And what does Tampa do well? They stop the run. So I, I think uh, Tampa's uh, rush defense will be the benefactor in this situation, in this game. And then you're going to have to have Jalen Hurts throwing the ball. And uh, I, I just think Tampa's just going to be too much for Philly. I got Tampa by double digits. Huh. Okay, I, this, you know what? I'm going to, this might be a, might be a tough game to pick. Because Tampa is injury prone right now. They got a lot of guys hurt at this point in time. We all know what happened with Antonio Brown. We're not going to dive into that. I'm going to say this. I'm going to give Philadelphia a chance. They have a running game that the last several weeks has been on a roll. Um, Of course, it wasn't shown in a Dallas game because all of them were on the COVID list. Although I I would expect by the time this game happens, a lot of them are going to be off that list. Philly has a stingy defense led by Fletcher Cox, who I think is going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. And I think, like I said, I'm giving them a chance. They could pull off an upset, but I'm going to go with Tampa on this one. It's Tom Brady. He can still make stuff happen. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers to win. Well, we all know there's some good things that come out of Philly. Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. The Philly cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. And a, and a cracked bell. Mm-hmm. But that's about where it ends this year. Tampa Bay just too strong, that defense. They're going to stop the run. Tom Brady just does magic in the playoffs. I mean, give credit to Philly, but, uh, I mean, hey, I believe that it was the Washington Stadium that almost took out Jalen Hurts a couple weeks ago when the stands collapsed. Well, if all those people hadn't been leaning. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, I think Tappan wins this game. Oh, so, great. <laughs> you know, uh, that stadium's a dump. Sorry, Bill. I, I, no, no, I, I agree with you. No need to apologize for that one. And if you haven't seen someone actually released a list of all the superstars that have been hurt playing on that field, it's amazing. On that turf. Just a few more years, guys. Just a few more years. Then yes. we'll get a new stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and they should, be announcing, uh, they should be announcing the name in February. February 2nd, yep. Groundhog's Day. And there I'm going to go. call them the Washington Groundhogs. Why would they release it on the 3rd or the 4th and not the February 2nd? Oh, yeah. Let's do that real quick. So you're going to say it's going to be the Groundhogs? Yeah, the Washington Groundhogs. All right. I've heard some rumors, and I, I'm, I've heard Red Wolves. I kind of like that. I've seen a, a mock logo, and I don't know if it's just a fan doing it or if it's, if right. it's legit. It looks cool. It's got the same color scheme. 
So uh, let's go Washington Redwolves. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go with the Red Hogs only because there's history to the team with the Hogs. I'm going to say it's yeah. going to be the Red Hogs. Either Hogs or Red Hogs. Whatever it is. The Hogs, okay. I'm down, I'm down with Hogs. As long as they beat the Cowboys, I don't care who they're called. <laughs> so you got the Red Wolves, the Red Hogs, and how about the Red Groundhogs? Well, my dad is my dad's in favor of the groundhogs, so you you, you right. support her there. Yeah. So, <laughs> although his pick is the swamp monsters, but you know, that would be excellent. There's a um, an AHL team called the Swamp Monsters. Nah. Okay. I think it's I think it's Colorado Avalanche's uh, farm team. And and the only reason why we would call them the Swamp Monsters is because Washington, D.C. is actually built over swamps. Like, it's, like, it was a swamp before it became a town. Right. So. Um, okay. The 3-6 game, Cowboys and 49ers. I'll take this one. Dallas, you know, I'll say this. I, I said on the last episode, that JC and I did. And I went on a little bit of a rant about how people were saying Dallas is a legit team. Dallas is going to be a Super Bowl threat. That was when they put 56 put six, uh, 56 points up on Washington. The next week, they lose to Arizona. And then the only reason they beat Philadelphia was because Philadelphia was resting their players. They weren't going to take a chance. So Dallas hasn't had a, a legit team to play in a few weeks. San Francisco, on the other hand, this team came back 17-0 down to beat the Rams in overtime in a good game to get in. And they've kind of been under the radar this year. And there's something about Dallas and January. I just can't buy it. I'm going to take the Niners to win in an upset. Ooh. You know, this this game right now, this game is going to be the game of the week. This should have been the Monday night game, as far as I'm concerned. Cowboys, Niners, I mean, we know the rivalry. It goes back decades. You got Dak, you got Zeke on one side, you got Kittle, you've got Hugo uh, Sanders on the other side. I think this is going to be the closest game of the whole weekend, but I do think the Cowboys will prevail. Just I know Jimmy G again in pressure. I mean, yeah, he did well yesterday, but we're going to see what happens when he gets to Dallas and 100,000 fans going crazy. Yeah, well, that's one thing about, um, about Dallas, you know. They don't have that home field atmosphere that like yep. a lot of teams have. Like you, you're not scared of going to Dallas, like you're like Arrowhead or Superdome back in the day, or or Seattle uh, Stadium or, or these different stadiums. Um, I, I like um, San Francisco. Everything that Bill said, I I tend to agree with. Their road. The way they got there, um, Dallas hasn't beat a meaningful team this year that I can that I can actually remember. Let me pull up their schedule. Their, their games that are impressive are against less than marginal um, opponents, and I think eventually San Francisco will be too much. Debo Samuel. And George Kittle and um, Mitchell, all they'll, they'll run the ball 45 times, and San Francisco will control the clock, and they'll win the game. One possession game. Okay, I'm looking at this. I'm honestly trying to figure out the last like meaningful team that they beat. It probably would have to be New England back in October, because yeah. the other teams. 
Minnesota, not in the playoffs. Denver, they lost. Atlanta, not in the playoffs. Kansas City, they lost. Raiders, they lost. And the Cardinals, they lost. So they've lost at least three games, actually four games, to teams that are in the playoffs. The only one they won was New England and... Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's kind of my point. I, they're not battle-tested. No, they're not. But I think this, this game will come down to which coach makes the biggest blunder. Yeah. yeah. Both and coaches are and two, under pressure. Two guys, these two guys are known for their blunders. They sure are. Yeah. And who right. makes it less? Shanahan the Kyle Shanahan might be the worst. Uh, coach when it comes to clock management in critical games. Mm-hmm. Like Super Bowl against the Chiefs and then uh, the, Super, the Super Bowl when he's the OC against uh, New England. Yeah. So if he doesn't make those mistakes, then I think the 49ers um, win this game. Um, I think I might be with JC on this one being the closest game. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. We'll see how uh, how the rest of this unfolds. I may change the answer there, but as of right now, yeah, I agree with them on that one. Okay, and the final game is the Rams and the Cardinals. And, JC, I'll let you have this one to start. Well, you know, the NFC West, probably the best division of football we've seen in quite a while. The Rams, you know what, the Rams have lost a lot of games against non-caliber teams. Then they go and they have a 17-point lead. They end up blowing the lead. They lose in overtime to the Niners, which I think will cost them. The Cardinals lose to the Seahawks yesterday. You know, they they had a chance to get that, take the division. They took a step back as well. But I'm going to lead to the Rams winning this game. Just for the, for the slight fact, I know Arizona's good, but you're in L.A. You know, Stafford's got to finally win one game here. And... <laughs> I'm going with the Rams. Want me to take this now, Bill? Yeah, go right ahead, because I'm still thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's kind of a toss-up, too. Um, I like the card here. The road record. Yeah, 7-1. and one. I believe it's 7-1. Hmm. Uh, and the Rams have just been... Since they've made these great... They've just been, like, somewhat mediocre, in my opinion. And I think there's too much pressure on them because with all the draft capital they've invested in this season, yeah. all the points they've made, and the in L.A., I just, I, I think they, uh, I think Matt Stafford continues to struggle in the playoffs and, and the Cardinals win. This is going to be an interesting game. And it's kind of the same situation with the Bills and Patriots where they played each other earlier in the year. They each won one on the road against each other. This is the rubber match. I think where the difference is going to be is actually with the coaches. This is the one where I think the coach challenge is going to be the most interesting because you have Sean McVay who has been in the playoffs basically ever since he's been in L.A., with the exception of maybe one or two years. He has the experience. He knows how to set things up. He knows how to game plan everything. Meanwhile, with Cliff Kingsbury, who, you know, like DK said earlier, in college he was, at best, a mediocre coach. Gets this opportunity in Arizona. Gets Bless you. Gets this opportunity with the Arizona Cardinals. Gets Kyler Murray, who's ended up being a really good quarterback. Not an elite quarterback, but a really good quarterback. And has gotten them to the playoffs. I think with the spotlight on and this being the playoffs... I think it's going to be too much for Cliff to handle. I think Sean McVay is going to have the better game plan, the better strategy, and he's going to have that team more motivated. I think the Rams are going to win this game. 
All right, there's our first, there's wildcard weekend. Mm -hmm. Not like that. So, now, JC, you and I, we still have our Super Bowl picks alive. Believe it or not. We do. We do. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Um, so we're, we're very smart. For those that don't remember, because I still have it in my little book here, JC's pick for the Super Bowl was the Buccaneers and the Bills. Mine was the Buccaneers and the Chiefs. Do you want to stick, JC, with your original pick? Yes, I do, because if you take the Buccaneers and you take the Bills, you take the letter of both the Bucs and the Bills, you get BB, which is Bill Belichick. See, it all ties in together now. You got Brady on the box. You got the Bills who've been going up against Belichick for years. I'm still running with the Bills. This is a toss-up for me. Because I'm still feeling confident in Kansas City. I, I, I think they're still the class of the AFC. It's Tampa, though. They've got too many injuries. But, as we saw last year, they beat Green Bay on the road to win the conference. And if they're going to get back to the Super Bowl, have to go to Green Bay more than likely to do it again. So, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to stick with my pick. I'm going to stick with the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Okay. Now, DK, who did you have? I'm, I'm curious, who did you have getting into the Super Bowl? I, um, I had the Bills over the Packers. And I'm changing my pick. Ooh. <laughs> I am changing it to um, the Chiefs over the Packers. A small, a small change. Yeah, not a big one. That was kind of like my second pick when I was thinking about it. Like, okay, if Tampa doesn't get there, Green Bay more than likely is going to get there. So, Yeah, I, I, I thought after everything that went down with Aaron Rodgers, and especially the season he's had now, I, I thought they would get get there after um, failing against the Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. Here. And uh, right. uh, I, 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 I don't think the Buccaneers are going to be the team that ends up facing the Packers in the NFC title game, but we can uh, talk about that later. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I think with the exception of the Steelers, I really would not be surprised if any of the other teams we mentioned get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's, it's a wide open field this year. It makes it a very interesting, but definitely hard when you're uh, when you're trying to make a wager on things. Right. And I'm sure Vegas is just like, I don't know. Oh, hopefully no one picks Pittsburgh and they come out. I think that's an incredible been... story here. I think that's what's been the best story about the NFL this year is there has not been one team dominant the entire year. Like you, you have those peaks, you know, you have like weeks where it's like, Oh, this is the team. And then they drop down and then another team comes up and it's like, Oh, this is the team. And it's just been back and forth all year long. Yeah. And you know, there could be a matchup at the Super Bowl that we're not even thinking about could happen. Yeah, that's a good point because um, there's one team that had an incredible year and no one's talking about, and that's the Titans. Yeah. And Derrick Henry's probably coming back. So, and they're going to have home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Now, and that could be the key. I think, I think um, a lot of teams would take Chiefs, Bills, Patriots over the Titans. If it came down to those kind of matchups, so right. I don't think I don't think the Titans are getting any love 
And um, that could be scary if a, if a one seed is an underdog. Mm-hmm. It's very weird to think about. Well, I mean, we talked about it earlier. Alabama is number one, and they're a two-and-a-half-point underdog. So yeah, it's after not when it, impossible. After beating that team and then, and then going out and doing what they need to do in the, in the first round of the playoff, how, how they could be an underdog. Like they, they must just be reading into injuries and, uh, and the other, other stuff. Right. Um, before we started recording, I put up a poll on our Facebook group asking, basically, who will win the AFC and who will win the NFC. As of right now, and it is early, there's plenty of time for people to vote, in the AFC, right now, the Tennessee Titans are leading with Kansas City second. In the NFC, right now, it is Green Bay leading our polls with Tampa Bay second. I never voted, so I'm voting for Green Bay. Well, there's three. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I did vote on the Chiefs. So, I, I didn't see the NFC poll yet. Yeah. So, we will see what happens. Um, now, I do want to ask. Three days of football straight. Are you guys going to make it? Because I don't think I am. Oh, I'll make it. I could do six days. I bet oh. you could. <laughs> if, if they want to do a game in prime time for the entire week, one game a day, I'm in. So, no problem there. A lot of times I'll do a, I'll do a Sunday, a Saturday college, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday. So, three days is no problem. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure the reason behind the Monday night, besides like money and broadcasting and stuff. Yeah, that one doesn't make sense. Because you're just going to put. There's going to be a team somewhere that has. They're not going to have the right amount of rest, and it's going to be an unfair advantage. Some at some point. Mm-hmm. So. And then they put the wrong teams in on the Monday Nighter. That's yeah, I might think it too. I mean, Cowboys Niners, I think, should have been the Monday Nighter. Right. Well, yeah, because Cowboys played Saturday night. And then the Niners played Sunday afternoon, so basically Dallas is getting an extra day rest. Yeah. And that second half, they were resting with their guys anyway. So, if you're a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> you, like like my father on uh, on Facebook, he he just assumes that the NFL is doing this to help the Cowboys. But I guess we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> He's always been good fun listening to his rant. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I think on that note, we've just about hit everything with this episode. Um. We're all, for the most part, sticking with our Super Bowl picks, except DK's changing one team, which is fine. You know. You're allowed um, to. Yeah, we're allowed to. Um, so, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. You guys can follow the show on Twitter at JC Bill Sportcast and join our Facebook group, the JC and Bill Sportscast, where we have over 300 members of our group. Uh, and it's a pretty active group. We get some good stories put up there every once in a while, good polls. Um, and we get good interaction. That's what you need in the groups. Same with mm-hmm. DK and DK and Hawk. We have, you know, over almost 300. We're almost there with you guys. That's nice. And then we got to get going on uh, the DK and Bill podcast. We got to get more members there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, we do have to uh, expand. So if you guys. Um, I'm assuming this podcast will be on Spotify as well, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. So, um, yeah, you can find us on Spotify as well. 
we talk about uh, wrestlers and wrestling uh, wrestling years. Mm-hmm. And from the people that have listened, that heard uh, nothing but positive feedback. We just got to get get it out there a little bit more to more and audience. So we'll see how that goes in the future. And we're heading into our, or at least my favorite time of the year, Royal Rumble time. So I can't wait to talk about that in a few weeks. Yeah. So. And um, I remember last year we had a special guest. Um, JC was uh, was picking with uh, the coin. <laughs> was it the coin? Yeah, it was the coin. So the coin may be coming back. Well, the coins are definitely coming back. We might have to have JC on uh, on our Royal Rumble show. I agree. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the, the, he'll get a deck of cards, and the cards will pick the winner. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know how he's going to be able to pick from thirty people. <laughs> yeah, you just uh, pick pick a number, and then that's the guy you get. We'll see. Right. Never underestimate the coins. Number thirty uh, hasn't won very often. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, JC, I was thinking uh, a few days ago before we did this episode, there is something that you and I, we've talked about this for many months, actually. And I think on our next episode, you and I should do this. You and I, for the next episode, we are going to make a list of three people we feel do not belong in the Baseball Hall of Fame because we're getting close to the announcements of if anyone's going to get voted in this year. And I've got at least one in my mind I know that's going to be on this list. It'll be interesting no, I agree. To I got a few that should be in the hall, and I'll give. I got my three. I got. I got to look up the rest. There may be like one group of people that shouldn't be in there. And don't worry, it's not the Negro League players. The Negro League players deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. So, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So uh, if, if you want to send all your hate mail, uh, send it to DK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode and get ready for some playoff football. Have a good week, everyone. Thank you, guys. Girls.